Hello, Noonan Drama Club. This is your officer, Caroline, speaking. Welcome to the second podcast in our podcast series. Today, we're going to be talking about The Phantom of the Opera, which is the longest-running Broadway show, and it's also my favorite Broadway show. So, tune in, grab some coffee, and we're going to dive into some fandom facts that only a true fandom fan would know. The box office revenue for Phantom is higher than any other film or stage show. This includes blockbusters such as Titanic and even Avengers Endgame. Now, this is of course a combination of all the Phantom shows that have been put on as Majestic, but that's still pretty amazing considering it first opened in 1975 and has been running consistently since 1988. There are 130 cast, crew, and orchestra members directly involved with each production. Now you might think that's a really big company, and it is, but even still, it is not unheard of for the directors to add mannequins, mannequins, to fill in the space during the masquerade scene. Each performance has 230 costumes. I can't tell you exactly how many costumes each character wears, but each phantom has a mask made specifically for him from a mold of his face. Now, if I was the phantom, I'd probably keep the mask. Just saying. Speaking of the phantom, his makeup takes two hours to put on, but only 30 minutes to take off. He wears prosthetics on one side of his face to depict the phantom's deformities, along with two wigs, one which is slicked back and the other one messy, two radio microphones, and two different colored contact lenses, one that's white and one that's clouded. The actor wears this for every show. Over 400 actors have played in the New York production, but only 15 have played the Phantom himself on Broadway. The first to play him was Michael Crawford. There are 150 trapdoors in the production at the Majestic Theater. This makes the production ironic according to the book, where the Phantom uses trapdoors to get around the opera house to outsmart the managers. Now, these are real trapdoors that the actors use to get around the set, and they aren't just for decoration. Something that I never knew before I made this podcast was the fact that they used the recording of the chandelier crashing down in the original Broadway production as the same recording in the 2004 film adaptation. Ali Ewald, the current actress playing Christine on Broadway, is the first Asian American to be cast in her part. Ramin Karamlu played the Phantom in the 25th anniversary edition. He also played Raoul on Broadway, and he played Gustave Daye, Christine's father, in the 2004 film adaptation. 
in my personal opinion, he should have played the Phantom, but that's none of my business. Anyways, this makes him the only actor to have played all three of Christine of the central figures in Christine's life. When the Phantom first opened on West End, people used to line up around the block and sleep there in order to get tickets. This was due to the show's popularity on Broadway. The production has been performed in 15 languages, including English, French, German, Japanese, and Russian. The show uses 400 pounds of dry ice to create the lake in each performance. That is 2,497 tons in 30 years. In addition to the 400 pounds of dry ice, there are also 10 fog and smoke machines employed at each performance. This kind of technology helps maintain the creepiness that Gaston Leroux was trying to convey when he wrote the novel. Although the musical does a great job of telling the story, the book was way more twisted and creepy than anything that came out of the musical. For instance, in the final layer scene when the Phantom makes Christine choose between himself and Rao, it is only Rao's life on the line. Now you might be thinking that's pretty crazy, which it is, but in the book, the Phantom was going to blow up the entire opera house if Christine chose Rao over him. Also, in the musical, the Phantom's deformities are only limited to one side of his face. In the book, his whole body was deformed. He is also said to have looked like a skeleton and to have smelled like death. Ew. Also, in the book, the Phantom refers to himself as Eric. As I said before, The Phantom of the Opera has been running consistently on Broadway since 1988. This leaves room for many accidents and mistakes to happen. One time, while Hugh Panera was playing The Phantom, he got his lip prosthetic stuck to the actress who played Christine when he was kissing her. Another mishap happened while Michael Crawford was playing The Phantom. There are holes all over the stage to allow the candles to enter during the layer scenes. Crawford stepped a mere six inches away from his regular spot, and a candlestick went up his pant leg. There have also been many mishaps with the remote control boat that leads the Phantom and Christine to his labyrinth towards the beginning of the show. One time during a performance, the boat stopped. The actor playing the Phantom was quickly able to improvise and picked up the boat with Christine inside and carried it to the end of the stage. Now, just in case something like this ever happens again, all Phantoms are taught to take Christine's hand and lead her out of the boat instead of picking it up like that. But I bet the audience had a good time. The highest note to be hit throughout the whole production is Christine's iconic E6 note that she hits in the Phantom of the Opera song.
The setting is based on a real place in 19th century France. The Opera Populaire, or the Paris Opera House, is where it's located. In the 2004 movie adaptation, Emmy Rossum, the actress to play Christine, was only 17 years old. Both of her male co stars, however, were in their 30s. There have been many adaptations of The Phantom of the Opera. Although the musical is probably my favorite version, if you really want to scare, you should check out the 1943 Technicolor version starring Nelson Eddy and Susanna Foster. Whew. The final fact I will share is that The Phantom of the Opera won a Lawrence Oliver MasterCard Award for Best Musical, as well as a Tony Award for Best Musical. That's it. You've reached the end. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast and thank you for listening. I do have a couple reminders before I completely sign off. First things first. Remember to keep checking Google Classroom in order to stay updated on all the activities the officers have planned for you. The last thing we want for you to be during this quarantine is bored. Also, One Theater Movement is doing amazing things for thespians all across the country. Make sure you follow them on Instagram. We want you to know that we miss you all very much and hope that you've remained active, healthy, and hydrated. Also, please wash your hands. Okay. Now I'm officially going. Stay safe out there.